Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Hello again. It's me, Alicia, from Grace Life Tourist, where we are always excited to be helping you discover more of the Christian faith. Whether you are a Christian and you believe in Christianity or whether you are not, you are always welcome and we are always excited to hear from you and um, to share with you uh, the truth. Before we start, grab a pen, paper. If you have a Bible, grab your Bible and um, something to drink. I don't have anything today. I forgot mine. <laughs> so uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, we just want to thank you that as God, you are the one who is above all things. And thank you that as we get into your word today, that we could discover truth and we can really awaken to the love that you have for us. Thank you that it's unconditional. Thank you that who we are and who you are is so clear when we look at who Jesus is. Thank you that we will awaken to the reality of this and walk in it anew. Amen. Wonderful. So today I will be sharing on something that I like to call radically loved. Um, I want us to to just start with this. It, it's a simple truth, but no matter what brought you here to listen to this today, I want you to know that God had you in mind specifically for this time. So whether you are facing things or whether you're not facing things, this moment today is for you. Don't let anything steal that from you. You are here because God loves you and today he wants to explain what that actually means. So if you've got a Bible, open up with me to John 15, verse 13. And this is where Jesus is speaking to his friends. We call them disciples, but he's, these were his friends, okay? And he had 12 of them that was very close to him. And so in John 15, uh, Jesus says this to those who are close to him. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. I'll say it again, greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Jesus says that if we really want to know what great love really is, then it is known by the one that will lay down his life for his friends. Now, imagine with me for a moment that if that is great love, then how great and how powerful is the love of someone who lays down his life for his enemy. Those who don't love him, those who don't want to be his friend, and even those who hate him. This kind of love is a love and a power that is very difficult for our human minds to understand. It's the kind of thing that doesn't make sense to us if we are really, really honest with ourselves. It's too radical. It's too unconditional, and totally, totally unreligious. And yet, we see so clearly in the Word that this is how we are loved by God. Now this truth, this radical and simple truth, is the truth that transformed my life many years ago. 
and does every day, even today. It is still the truth that excites my heart, and it is still the truth that I battle some days to truly live in, that I am that radically loved. No matter who I am, no matter how I fail, I am loved like that by God. I am known. And so... um, for this week, if you weren't here, we were giving out these flyers in the city of Duras. And the flyers said on it, God is not holding anything against you. And you know, after we printed them, after we started giving them out, I watched one night, I, I was reading this, and for the first time it hit me that actually God is the only one who could have the right and who has the right to hold things against us. Why? Because He is God. He's the creator of everything. That's why he's called holy. Um, Holy means to be set apart. He's not like us. He is almighty. He is before anything was. He is above all. He is unthinkably big. Okay? And you to compare us to him is honestly like comparing the power of the sun just to dust. It's, it's unthinkable. And yet, this all-powerful creator of everything, he, he decides to create us. He decides to get involved in this world. And then he decides to love us, even though we could never possibly deserve it or return that love, or even earn it in any way. Whoa. You know, when we look at the Bible, it makes it very clear that outside of him, We are sinners. We are all unclean. We are all unholy. We see that sin has completely and utterly forever disqualified us from having a relationship with God. Why? Because He is righteous, unlike us. He is holy, unlike us. Outside of Him, we can never, ever be enough. I like to use this example Two examples. The first one is, imagine you just, you're an astronaut and you've been trained, you've got your qualification, all of that. You know how to, um, how to fly to wherever you want to. And uh, you decide to travel to the sun. You have been to the moon, but now you want to go to the sun. I don't care how powerful, wonderful, awesome astronaut you are. And it doesn't matter what qualifications you have. <clears throat> Before you get far to the sun, you will be destroyed by the sun. Uh, On Sunday, some people said we will be having a barbecue. (laughs) It will be like a barbecue. Um, And it's true because that's not because the sun is evil. That is because the sun is the sun. It is so powerful that no one can come close to it. And it's not even the biggest sun in the universe. So imagine that, okay? God is greater than all of that. We simply cannot relate to him. We are not, as human beings, outside of him, outside of him making us right with himself. There's no way to have a relationship with him, no matter how good we are. In fact, I love how Isaiah says it in Isaiah 64, verse 6. He says, for all, all, not some, all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds, our good deeds, are like a filthy garment. He's not saying what we do wrong. He's not saying our bad stuff. He's saying our good stuff, our righteous things, when compared to God's righteousness, 
are like filthy garments. What a reality check. Okay? So then, the natural question is, how is it then possible that God can have a relationship with us when He is righteous and we are not? Well, the only way, my dear friend, is if He makes a way. There is no way to save ourselves. If He doesn't do something, then we will always fall short. My second example I want to use to explain this is imagine you've got a plant in your hand or imagine a tree, um, whatever you like to imagine. And then imagine I walk up with the scissors and I cut off one of the leaves or one of the branches. Uh, let's, for example, say it's a rose uh, bush. I cut off one of the roses. When did that rose die or when did that leaf die? The reality is it died the moment I cut it off. That moment death entered because it's no longer connected to the source of life. That moment I cut it, death entered into that rose, that leaf. But do you see it immediately? No, of course not. We don't see it. Sometimes it can take weeks before we see it. Sometimes it just takes a few days that we see it. But you see, the truth is that we are like that cut off a leaf or cut off rose when it comes to trying to have a relationship with God. We can try to be good. We can try to still look pretty for a while. Our whole life, like a rose, can we can make it look pretty. But the reality is death has entered when we are not in relationship with God. In fact, Romans says it very clearly. It says for in Romans 3 verse 23, it says, For all have sinned, not some, all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God. None of us, none of us deserve relationship with God. None of us. And, you know, if you hold that, if you imagine now that cut-off rose or that cut-off leaf, nothing you do can bring that, that thing back into its life source. Nothing at all. It is dead, okay? So, praise be to God. You came to hear some good news, right? Praise be to God that God is not a God who's distant, far away, in his own heaven and just looking down at us like that song years ago said from a distance god is looking at us from a distance that is not who god is not at all that's a misconception that's a lie god decided to make a plan he did make a way for us it was not an easy way to make it cost him way more than it will ever cost us but he also couldn't just decide one day that now we are clean. He couldn't sit there in heaven and say, I will make a plan. This is my plan. I decided they are clean. Now they can have a relationship with me again. Why? Well, because he is a righteous judge. In fact, scripture shows us that if he ever judges wrong, then the whole creation, the whole creation would just fall apart. It's like the creation was built on the foundations of him being righteous and the righteous judge of all. You know, to bring that into human terms, it would be like a judge turning to a murderer in his court and saying to him, you know what? I like you. I feel sorry for you. So I'm letting you go. Just don't do it again. Would that be righteous? Would that sit right with us? So how can we expect God to just say, you know what? 
I've seen your good deeds. I've seen your bad deeds. I think you're okay. I think you deserve to have relationship with me. I think you deserve eternity. How, how can that work? You see, if God wanted to make a way, it would have to be a perfect way and a righteous way. It would have to be a way that could save the sinner trapped in sin and at the same time deal with the consequence of that sinner's sin, which is death. The soul that sins must die. So when Jesus was saying in John 15 to his friends, greater love has no one than that he lay down his life for his friends, you know what he was actually saying? He was saying, hey guys, God has found a way. And it's always been his desire to make this way. I am the way back to relationship with God. So let's go now together and see this from the scriptures because it doesn't help I explain it to you. But if we can see it from his written word, there is power. So let's look at Romans 5. And we see in Romans 5, verse 6 to 8, a beautiful explanation of this. For today, I'll read it to you in the easy to read version. And just listen to how powerful this is put together for us. Christ died for us when we were unable to help ourselves. We were living against God, but at just the right time, Christ died for us. Very few people will die to save the life of someone else, even if it is for a good person. Someone might be willing to die for an especially good person, but Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And by this, God showed how much he loved us. How powerful is that? That is so simple and so radical. He's saying that God decided long before we were good, long before we were worthy, long before we could clean up our act or stop sinning in action, long before that, God decided that he was going to show us his love by sending his beloved son. And Jesus decided he will take our punishment. He will take that consequence of sin. He will take it because they love us. Now God is one. And so Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, they are one. And so we know that God is telling us that we are deeply and intimately known and loved. And so by sending Jesus, even though we were living against God, you might be living against God right now. And that means very simply that the things you're doing, the things you're struggling with, the stuff that you feel is trapping you and you can't get free from it, those things, all of those things, okay, doesn't compare to the fact that you are choosing to live separated from God. You might be, it's all just the result of you choosing to live separated from God, choosing not to receive the gift of salvation. Now, you might not be trapped by any of that. You might think that you're living a good life. And that if I was to ask you if you think you're in right relationship with God, you would say yes. However, you're trying to do it outside of Jesus Christ. My dear friend, there is no way to be right with God. No way. 
unless he saves you. And he has made a way for you to experience that salvation. Not one day in heaven. It's now. You see, we have this life to choose salvation. It's not going to be something that happens when you die. You go to heaven and now your good deeds are weighed, your bad deeds are weighed, and then maybe you get into heaven. No, that decision has to be made here on earth. And the only way to receive that salvation is if you receive God's way of making you right with him. And that is through Christ, our Savior. Wow, how powerful is that? When we were unable to help ourselves, weak, we were weak, we were powerless to do anything about it. Whether we think we're good, whether we think we're bad, the reality is outside of Jesus. Like Isaiah says, we are all unclean, all unholy. You see, God makes a way to deal with the consequences of sin, and that is death, by giving us his son who died on our behalf. Why? Because the reality is that God loves us and that that love is is that radical. It is that unconditional and it is totally unreligious. What do I mean when I say it's unreligious? I mean that it has nothing to do with rules and regulations to hold up a standard of a relationship with God. No, the truth is when we come to Jesus, not just did he die for us, but three days later, God rose him from the dead, forever proving that he is Lord and he is to be worshipped as Lord and God. When that happened, a new creation began. God made us new. Imagine that cut-off leaf or that cut-off rose that can never ever go back to being part of the source of life. Imagine I take that and I throw it away and I I make something completely new. Completely new. God, through Christ, has made us completely new. New, reconciling us back to himself and he has declared over us that we are now righteous we stand before him clean we stand before him as saints we stand before him and qualify for every blessing of salvation why because we have received jesus as lord Now we can have relationship with him. And now our lives are transformed from the inside out. We don't live from outside rules and regulations pushing down on us. No, we live from the spirit of God who is now alive in us because we've received Jesus, our savior, and his spirit lives inside of us, making us alive. And now he writes on our hearts every day, Every moment of every day, this is what it means to have relationship with me. This is what it looks like when you have relationship with me. You know, maybe I just feel this wasn't part of what I was going to share, but I just feel like saying this. Maybe you've met a Christian or maybe you've gone to a church and you got hurt. Maybe you were disappointed. Maybe you you are there where you're turning away from God because of what you experience. I want to encourage you, my friend, that's religion. But if you come to Jesus... You cannot ever be disappointed with him, ever. He is so not what we think religion is all about. And I want to encourage you to search him out in the scriptures. Search him out, look for him. And 
when you discover who he really is, then you will discover who God really is. And if you can love that, then you can start to see how it's possible to be in a church with broken people, not perfect examples, but knowing broken as we are in terms of our actions, that our spirits are perfect because we have God's life living inside of us. And so when we come to church and we come together, we might still make mistakes here and there, and we might still get things wrong in our action, but God's church is made up of this beautiful new family that is so sometimes so um, diverse, so different, and yet together we are able to love others because we are loved by God, because we realize that the radical truth and the radical uh, love of God is what leads us to love others. It's what heals us. It's what made us whole. It's what now defines us, not our brokenness, but our wholeness and our completeness in Christ. So may you know today that you truly are radically loved, that you are so valued by God, that nothing you do can disqualify you from receiving from God. It's only when we believe the truth about who we are in Christ that we start to walk in that truth. So dear friends, as we close, remember this. Remember what Jesus said. Greater love has no one than he who lays down his life for his friends. Jesus laid down his life for you. And if you're listening to this and you feel like you just need a sign, you just need a word that God loves you, I want to encourage you and correct you a little bit that there is no greater love than this, than Jesus laying down his life. We don't need to live sign to sign to sign. That's weak. It, it means we don't understand how much we truly, truly are loved through what God has done. Go back, meditate on the gift of salvation. Meditate on how much we're forgiven, how much you're forgiven, how much God has loved you. Meditate on the reality of that death on the cross where Jesus laid down and paid it all on our behalf. Meditate on the new creation that you are and you'll never need a sign again. You are deeply loved. Let's close in prayer. Yeah, Father, we just want to thank you for how deeply you love us, how radical our Christian faith is, that we are new creations, that we don't stand before you condemned, we don't stand before you as sinners saved by grace, we stand before you when we have you as Lord, we stand before you as children of God, we stand before you as saints, we stand before you as clean and as righteous because of your work, Jesus, because of what you've done in doing this. And Father, we just want to thank you wherever anyone is who's listened to this today and their relationship with you, that they will choose to look again at Jesus, that they will choose to really focus on who Jesus is and through discovering Jesus, see who God is. And also through that, that we will discover who we really are. Thank you, Father, that, re that really Christianity is not about religion, but that to be a Christ follower is to be a new creation. It is to be alive. It's to be reconnected back into the source of life where it's not about us doing good to get good, but it's because of what Jesus has done that we can now live with power. 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.co. And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.co.